aren't either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You mean you haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these? Nope. Well, what about these two? Oh, they suck. In this lesson, I'd like to go over words and expressions you can use when you discuss movies with other people. As I know, everybody loves movies. I love movies, I'm sure you love movies, and there's lots of words that have to do with movies that you might not be familiar with, but they're very good to know if you want to talk about movies with your friends or whoever. No way. Yes way, Ted! Oh yeah! Can we get much Well, you're off your meds and you're clearly upsetting your whole family. That's baloney. Alan, if you say yes to this, we drive you there today and I promise you will come back a changed man. Who's we? What, what, what do you mean we? Who's we? We, all, all of us. Stu, Phil, me, you. Conversation. Why would you do that? Leslie Chow is madness. You don't talk to madness. If you're lucky, you trap it in the trunk of your limo and you kill it. You did a great thing tonight. You should feel good about this. Can we get much I'm trying to think of the uh, the other God. Oh, it's Faye Dunaway. and and Warren Beatty. But I'm saying, what what's Warren Beatty's biggest role? Was it that? What Dick Tracy? No, no I'm talking. Um, didn't he? What's his biggest role? What would you th What would you say uh, his biggest role is? I mean, like when Warren Beatty when, died. When he, oh, yeah. Are we playing yes. a bit? I mean, he's right around the corner. Okay. I mean, so, uh, so for those that don't Bonnie know about Clyde, that, game, what, uh, what, what we do is we pick an actor who's getting on in years. Let's, let's face reality. They will be passed on at some point, yeah. right? Most obituaries that have that when, whenever somebody in the major arts, you know, dies, they give them two references. Yeah. Right, I, I remember this specifically. Whenever do they? they? Peter Boyd. They don't always want to do their when, top when, notch. When, whenever he they dies. want to kind of give him another little extra credit, no matter what. Yeah, that, that's respectable. Well, when right, you know, like like when you reach the level of multiple legendary yeah. things, you get two spots. Right. Yeah. So, I'd be I'd be happy so then, to get so, one spot, Charlie. So let's. So I remember Peter Boyle died, and they said, you know, Peter Boyle, star of Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm -hmm. 
and this movie called yeah. Joe. And like his old school guys, which I'd yeah. never heard of. And, uh, and I was like, that's fun. He got two. You know, I, I didn't think Peter Boyle was going to get two. And I thought that it was going to be Young Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but anyway, so, 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 so randomly we, we pick these actors or actresses that are getting on in years. And we predict what the two spots <laughs> are going to be. So imagine the obituary saying, you know, Warren Legendary Beatty. Whatever his Warren age Beatty. Playboy yeah. Warren yeah. Beatty. Right, you know, star uh, uh, was he the most attractive man? You know, he was one of those before they made the the awards of a uh, best looking man award, whatever the fuck. He was, he was the, he was the guy. He was everybody wanted to be Warren Beatty. But I think it's to me, right? right, right. Is it Bonnie and Clyde? It, it, it. it but Tick Tracy, obviously, nineteen ninety, appealed to children. I mean, th- that movie still really resonates with me. I love it. It's the color palette is unmatched. I hate to say. It it, yeah. it was kind of that uh, fuck. I mean, it was just such a cool look to a comic book movie. They kind of did it before, you know, the Sin Cities and stuff. Where let's go strictly graphic novel in this in this film. Um, and it was yeah. it's so it's such a good movie. It's so it's it's just so nostalgic for me all the way around. Great movie, love it. Watch it about eh, every few years if I can. I'd uh, I'd say that Bonnie and Clyde probably would be right. in there. Uh, I'll say probably Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. I'm not, I'm not sure how much you know about Warren Beatty's filmography. I'm I'm, I'm lost. I, Real big in the I know 70s. he's like he Real pops. He's a big '70s star. Um, but he was a pretty boy yeah, too. You know, I mean, he was um he was also regarded like you know like Kevin Costner mm-hmm. and. Like uh, Mel Gibson are regarded like he he was an actor that turned into a filmmaker, a good filmmaker, <laughs> and, and, and and became like a and became like a, a legitimate. I was gonna say an Oscar worthy filmmaker. You know? Where you know Clint Eastwood right, and the and, you so, know the guys that that could be a leading man, and then turn around and go behind right. the camera and do really good work because they know what it takes. Yeah. Leading men are involved in every aspect of a film. Correct. When you're the guy, when you're Leo, when you're fucking Warren Beatty. The director, the producers are like, dude, this movie usually makes or breaks with you. So they're in set design and cinematography, usually in the talks, unless it's, you know how it goes. If it's a really, really, really eccentric director, they're not going to involve him in that. But most good directors will say, hey, Matt Damon, uh, Leo, like, this is what we're going to do here. What do you think? Right. Right. I would hope. I would hope. I don't know. Matt Damon. What would you think? Uh, I mean, do the big did the big dick directors? Sorry, guys. Um, I know most of them just lay down, and you know, I don't care if you're Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't care if you're Robert De Niro. You do what I say. Like this is what this is what this is my vision, not yours. But oh, it's you always take, a standout. But when you take a true, true talent of those kind of guys, do you don't you want their opinion? Um. To a if point? he was, if if they were if they were like a, a a producer on the film, yeah, right. But I mean, like Tom, I, you I, know, Tom Cruise practically directs every fucking movie he makes now. Right. If 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 I were if I were the director, and I, and I had I hired a big name actor who's who's there to act, I would expect them to do anything that I asked them to do. Exactly. You know, like because they but, are but, they but, are the actor. 
but also their their advice to me is crucial because they're playing the role I'm asking them to play. Well, let's say okay, but, but but okay, but let, let me give you a scenario. Let's say there's a scenario where you add a scene where the lead character has to uh, crawl through a a, a, a pigsty, a literal pigsty that that you know some metaphor- dirty work. That metaphorically might have pig urine and feces all yeah, in it. Yeah. But it's necessary for the story. But yeah. the actor wasn't expecting to do that when he signed on. But he is an actor. Oh, he's doing that shit. Right. He's so, crawling through shit and he's gonna act his ass off doing it. Right. Some some big name actors would be like, I don't think my character would do you know, and that's where that's where well, the arguments get. And how many you know awesome stories you hear because they're always undocumented right of directors going me and this fucking guy just couldn't get it together he was visually what i wanted he acting you know performance wise yes he did what i wanted (laughs) but you to me the melding point of 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 producer to director then director to main actor actress actor whatever you're going for is the relationship there is is key to a good film. I don't care. Right. Why do you think Scorsese and De Niro work so well? Why do you think Leo and you know and and it, it, whoever Leo's and, and, working and with, everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone, Tarantino, Scorsese, because he's he's a professional. He is probably amazing to work with as as a director. You direct him. Hey, do this, and he fucking does it. And he does it pure gold. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we start sucking Tarantino's dick, white and yet yet again. <laughs> I uh, I do have an intro to get to, so let's uh, let's go ahead and knock this thing out. Let's do it. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spitting the Real Shit, uh, the only weekly movie podcast made exclusively by, for, and about the online Facebook group, The Real Shit. And you are catching us on a very special day because this is our 93rd episode ever. And can you believe it's already that time of year again? In keeping with past New Year's tradition and celebrating our third New Year on the show, (laughs) we are watching the final film in the Hangover saga, The Hangover Part 3, directed by Todd Phillips and starring Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, and the incomparable Bradley Cooper. Uh, We also catch up on two weeks off and reveal what we think are the three worst third entries in film franchise history. Uh, My name is Charlie Thompson, founder, administrator, and bracket master of The Real Shit, and joining me, as always, is my co-host and fellow administrator, one of Mike Dexter's boys, the Midnight Movie Maniac himself, Rylan Johnson. What's going on, man? Man, this is the third installment of The Hangover. This is great. That, but now we have to think of a new New Year's Eve tradition because we have right. come to an end. We have come to what? the shit end that is Hangover 3. Why this will be was... fun because the first two were to my opinion, great. This third one is god awful, and I can't wait to shit on it. Okay. Um, uh, well, first of all, I, I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, we were, uh, we 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 had, we had made plans to have a meeting. We hadn't done it yet. Yeah. But I was going to propose one of one of two options, and of course, there's there's so many other things you can do. Uh, one is that we we just set the clock back, and so next year we'll just watch The Hangover again. And so and, and so and so then we'll just be like, maybe we caught something that we haven't seen the last, last time. Oh, man, just go, just go, uh, like Groundhog Day, but just go but, Groundhog but, Day. You know, every every single year we just do things. That'd be great. Or, I think that's a good idea. 
or uh, I've always wanted to watch the before trilogy, uh, before sunset, before sunrise, yeah, Ooh. whatever. Uh, Ethan Hogg, Julie Delpy. Oh man, um, that I'm 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 angling towards that because I'm a huge Ethan Hawk fan. You know. And we could, we, and we could just ceremoniously just make this a thing where we just eventually over three years time just knock out a trilogy. What if we waited well, the amount of time it took for them to make the movies? <laughs> God damn 30 it. years later, we yeah. did it. We've we've done we did all the Nicolas Cage movies five years ago. We're still here. Right. No, um, but uh, that, that those are my two proposals. Uh, if people listen, man. What do y'all think? What do y'all think our new New Year's tradition should be? So we should we just rewatch the whole thing all over again? Um, you know, because it is a watchable trilogy. I mean, say it's, what you want about how stupid the third one is, it's still very well made. Um, ha- but we'll get, in, had, we'll get yeah. into that here in a little bit. We'll get into that here in a little bit. I I I, I did have to retest one and two though. Again, I had to kind of like, you know, because oh, wow. you th- it, well, I think about it and I'm like, damn, was we did we did our first New Year's Eve. Like, like it's crazy to me now that we're on a third installment of an installment. Yeah. It's cool, dude. It's so <laughs> yeah, exciting. It it's so cool to go back it's, and look at it's very and, and and hear our old episodes and and because I did a little you know old episode research listening, going yep yep yep, and it's just yeah, cool, yeah. man. It's it's cool. Yeah, it's very completionist, you know. Oh oh, I love completionist. Uh, must finish. Must. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not like that first season of Terriers. Oh God! Uh, Google that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, okay, I love yeah. it. I love it. It was, that this, I don't it was this old USA show uh, that the terriers. Yeah, terriers. Cut terriers. Say it no, again. Just, just like terriers, like the dog, like like a dog. Yeah. But what's? Give me a premise. Give me a one sentence review of terriers. Oh, it's it's like a it's like the last Boy Scout, but. Oh. Uh, but just uh, in long form, kind of, just like like deadbeat people don't want to work with each other, dude. Yeah, I mean that's saying a lot. Last Boy Scouts, one of my absolute faves, man. Yeah, John um, McClane, uh, like a like a real fucked up John McClane in that one. But anyways, everybody loved this show and they were so excited, and then they just fucking canceled it. They were just like, like it's sorry, a lot of shows. Yeah, and so uh, so yes, I'm proud of us for being able to get through this entire trilogy. Free and, uh, streaming. Yeah, you know, pre-streaming, oh, yeah. pre-streaming, big, 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 uh, the big four. Right, well, big is it big four, big three? Either you get the numbers, or you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, actually, I wanted to talk about uh, we we have had some time off. We've had about two weeks yeah. off since the Christmas. Christmas uh, man, how was your Christmas, man? Did you have yeah. a, it was you... uh, it was all right. Uh, I had to work the entire time. Yes. Um, so, uh, so I got, I had to, I had to be up there at the airport every day throughout the entire weekend. Um, and so a lot of my celebrating was done in the evening time. Yeah. But man, the, the family really rallied and, uh, really gave me a good, good Christmas. Um, I'm starting to really love that portion of just the family portion, you know, the, uh, you know, the being because my, my kids are a lot older. Slowing uh, down, like, man. Yeah. You're slowing down. You're really yeah. you're you're counting the seconds now, not the minutes, you <laughs> my, know, <yeah. laughs> or minutes, not my, the yeah. hours. Uh, you're not to seconds yet, Charlie. We're not there yet. Um, but I'm you're not. counting the minutes, man. That's that's the important part about getting together during the holidays. 
man, the commercialism kind of shit that's really gotten to me the last few years, like buying people shit all the time. And, and, and if you have money, great. If you don't, like if you have money, you buy a bunch of gifts for people because it's to show off a way to have money. And then, you know, vice versa, you know, if you're kind of struggling, you, you want to buy gifts. I love gifting people. I don't like getting gifts personally. I feel awkward, but I love giving things like it, but you know, I get it certain times, especially now with the economy, it's gotten rough, but I like to get back to that where, and I hate to say watching a violent night, you know, kind of got me back in the Christmas spirit there a little bit. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. Now, um, no, my, my, my kids are older. Like my oldest is over, over 21. Yeah. And so, uh, so, that, so, you know, it's nice to, I, I never see them anymore. Yeah. You know? so, so that's a reason to get together uh, with the kids. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, they're forced, they're forced uh, to, I know. Oh, yeah. I, hey, no, you got to come see, come see Papa come Saturday, yeah. Sunday, but Hey, yeah, and, and, I, uh, I know we don't talk about, you know, uh, well, gift giving too much, but you know, we're going to meet up for our, our, uh, our, our yearly meeting. But I got you. Okay. I got you a gift. I can't. I bet you can't tell what it is. Yeah, it looks like some kind of movie. Maybe, but if you can see, Maybe. if it if it if it would, it won't. It won't. Uh, but it says to the architect from Triple M. So when we <laughs> when we do our yearly meetup next week, my car wasn't in, in the shop, guys. Um, I got something for you. Cool, cool. Now, um, uh, but yeah, so uh, just kind of work through it. Uh, just have my have my days off for those holiday. Like yesterday and today, um, and in full disclosure for anybody listening, uh, we're we're recording this ad before the new year. Yeah, but it'll, it'll be posted after the new year to keep in line with the with the broadcast. But uh, but yeah, we're we're, we're still in twenty twenty two as we talk right now, uh, but we're very close to the end. Um, but uh, but yeah, so happy holidays to all the listeners, guys. We got our Spotify wrapped. We are doing great in the uh, in the listening department. Thank you so much for all the ones that do listen. Yeah, and uh, we got a whole other year of programming for you guys, a whole other year of movies, a whole other year of ideas. Uh, I mean, a whole whole other year of guests. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we always like to give the uh, the hangover, uh, or, or or just have our first show of the year, just be kind of an easy one. Just kind of yeah yeah, this guy farted and, and they laughed and blah blah blah. <laughs> it was fun. <clears throat> and so uh, that, that's what we're doing tonight. But. Um, I wanted to tell you, I got a lot of uh, award season movies in. Yeah. Uh, over the last two weeks, I um, saw that. I saw you got in the, Tar. Uh, I, th- I saw you got in Tar. Yeah. Uh, Pearl oh, and yeah. X. Uh, Taro's next yeah. on my list. I think we're gonna watch Tar tomorrow. Um, I know. I'm really interested in that one. No, it was it was it was really interesting. I can't wait to rewatch it. Yeah. Because um, it is. It's uh, it's kind of a modern story. Yep, you know, with modern with modern consequences, and uh, yeah, it's 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 actually just really kind of leaves it up to you, the audience member. Like, was the was it justified? Was it not justified? Right. You know, did, did this person deserve it or not? You know, it's it's a great little um, exploration into into modern consequences. Um, but uh, I also watched the Banshees of Eni Sharon with uh, Colin Farrell and. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Uh, second time after in Bruges. In Bruges. Uh, now, now seeing this one come out and you remember the trivia night that you had that on there. And I was like, I I've heard of this. I should know this. And it's been on my mm-hmm. radar. So now I need to watch that and then catch this one. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, uh, Banshee Vinnie Sharon. It's hard to describe, but it's just kind of like a, a story of two friends and they're at an impasse. Yeah. And it's one, and it's one that just can't be talked through. 
and um, it's it's just really good. And, and, and the visuals, oh my god, the landscapes, right? Of, of just the hills of Scotland, yeah, and and just the old the old like this movie set in the twenties, and it really feels like it's in the twenties. It's in two like, true like, Scottish like, actors. I mean, right. Oh yeah, and I mean he takes you back there. It, yeah. it reminds me of like Waking Ned Divine. Remember? Yes, remember that movie? yeah. Um, very, very reminiscent, like like the the structures and yes. landscapes, like like in the in the very, seaside. Very country heavy, oh. like. Oh rep- yeah, yeah. Representing a, a very specific spot in the in the uh, in, in the world. Absolutely, um, and uh, yeah, highly recommend uh, both of those. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I'm in the middle of Decision to Leave. Mm-hmm. Which is a Korean film directed by the same guy that made uh, Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and um, and it's it's kind of in the same vein. I was it gonna say, is much, it you know, is it pretty pretty graphic? <laughs> oh, it's intense, but also has that kind of charm that Old Boy has. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, so I'm I'm in the middle of that. I'm really captivated on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait to watch more. I can't wait to see. Who gets nominated? Uh, we're right around the corner for that as well. Usually the uh, nominations drop in late January uh, for the Oscars, so yeah. uh, we'll keep you up to date on the on the real shit as well for that as that also, guys. Um, but um, after all of that, uh, I want to talk about the group for a minute. I guys. know we got a video to go with it, uh, so cut to the video. Hey, do you guys know this one? This is the real shit. Yeah. Shake your ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're working with. Attention, all young players and kids right now. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Shake your ass. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, an iconic film now. Shake your ass. I didn't, you know, when I first watched it, I didn't think it was iconic. Now you look at it, and you're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it just, it's just got its place. No, no, I, 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 I saw the iconography on it early on. I, yeah. I, I saw how it, how it could be a classic. Well, but man. did you see that coming from Napoleon, though? Like, it, I remember Napoleon being so quirky and weird and different. And I was like, okay, there's something special here. You know, I, I, I chalked Napoleon Dynamite up to just being young. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was I was early twenties. But also man. the way they made that film, you know, it's 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 no, a quirky, uh, weird indie film that hit. It just hit. It just hit on all notes, man. It's hard to do. Well, I mean, it's really hard to make. Try to do that now. Try to make it a Napoleon Dynamite right now. Do it. Oh, I that's one can. of the most difficult. Like, if you're going to go into a genre, if you're a new director, if you want to make something cheap, horror, uh, suspense, uh, even sometimes action. But a Napoleon Dynamite remake, or try to try to mimic that kind of shit, dude. I that I wouldn't touch that with your dick. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, no, Napoleon Dynamite was like, I mean, it was just it just hit the perfect. I was like, to say it either it hits the note or it doesn't. And I think it was just yeah. absolute timing. I think it was just so quirky and so funny and so the timing of it was just right. Yeah. It hit. Yeah, and it, and it spoke to a whole, you know, mess of kids. That, yeah, that were uh, awkward. That just and, like that. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, you know, that not on, not on their team movies and all these American Pies are all the popular kids, the good-looking kids. 
You know, oh, uh, not all kids can relate to those kind of kids. You know, there's so much comedy in that, but they're all jocks and good looking kids and this popular group of people. And then you get the funny Napoleons, the yes, they kind of they amp it up quite a bit, the awkwardness. But, you know, kids, kids felt that, man. And and I loved it. Yeah. No, um, but I wanted to update everyone on the teen comedy bracket, guys. Uh, Teen Comedy Brackets is going strong. We're in the middle of the quarterfinals as we speak. By the time we uh, broadcast this, we'll probably be well into the final four. Uh, but I just called the vote between Weird Science and Superbad. Yeah. Uh, Superbad going to the final four, uh, joining the Breakfast Club uh, in that honor. We got two more slots to fill as we speak in the, uh, in the Teen Comedy Bracket for the final four. Um, but we were talking about predictions earlier. Um, I, I kind of predicted the super bad could take the gamut, but there's one vote in here that's really frustrating me, and, it, and it's, it's frustrating me on like a philosophical level because um, your boy, your boy Scott Malden, mm-hmm. uh, he's re- he's running roughshod. The controversial. He's always controversial. It's Scott Malden. Right. He's abrasive. He loves. Right. He loves a good argument. And uh, and he's uh, he's really touting the comedy side of this bracket mm-hmm. he's like the funnier it is but it's, it should it's win. teen comedy it's coming of age right. comedy there's there is a balance yeah. to that and that's why i'm like you know the 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 dazed and confused can can take this because it's a mixture of both a teen mm-hmm. comedy to me is a coming of age story with good comedy but also some balance not another teen right. movie is making fun of that because it got to a point right. where it was just fucking dicks and guys fucking pies and you're like okay i didn't fuck a pie i didn't i I didn't i wasn't that horny i was horny but i wasn't that fucking horny we can all relate but shit man it's getting a little absurd here now breakfast club going to fucking saturday school i fucking hated that everyone can relate to that relatable that's why a john hughes film you know should be way higher in this this bracket than than a not other team movie but hey right and um and you know I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Andrew Edwards. Andrew Edwards is always fascinated by what movies I do not necessarily like. <laughs> and 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 I'm I'm gonna drop a bombshell on you guys. I'm not the biggest fan of Days to Confused. Yeah. Like I've never never thought it was anything of substance. Being a Texan of our age, we're like, how right. dare you? Yeah, I know. I know. It sounds blasphemous, but I'm just like I'm watching. I watched the movie. And I don't, I mean, it's just the same old rehashed shit. You know, but, but, time, but I know I mean, it was the Days first Confused time anybody did that. 93, 94. Right, yeah. I mean, this was early. This was, this was, this was, you know, very early in the game. I mean, Linklater, right. Linklater was way before his time. I mean, if he put this movie out five years later, it would have been a massive success, I think, in theaters and everything. Right. With, with that but, kind of hot. Because he was the guy that got all the hot youngsters together, the, these great actors. He he knew talent. That's the thing. He right. knew really good talent. He could see that. And I think that's his master eye is seeing really young talent. You know, you saw it with the with the uh, the Wilson brothers in, in Bottle Rocket. And, and you see it later on with with Ben Affleck. Come on. I, I mean, mean, I said but, Ben but, Affleck over McConaughey. <laughs> but. Like Ben Affleck's better actor than McConaughey. <laughs> hey, he was still in the movie. Hey, um, no, um, no, but but is Dazed and Confused funny? 
That's that's my point. And is, and is it and is it funnier? It is, but it is, than dude, these other movies. Dude, are getting... when when Affleck's just so goddamn reared up to beat these little kids' asses with a paddle, I'm laughing. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. I mean, I I get it. You know that that like a, that adrenaline team. I'm gonna fuck you up, angst kind of shit. I'm like, man, these guys existed. I remember those guys. You know, right. Like, it's funny to me because I'm like, he nailed it. I mean, that the whole the whole really reality of it is is really the, the funny part of 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 that movie. Hey, to each his own. I just don't find it that funny. It's I, not I, mean, I, I find it be... It's not, you know, it's not a it's not a traditional comedy to me. No. No. Yeah. It's I just in the realm of funny. Scott Malden. I don't think Days to Confused hits. Uh, but but I but I do I do see it for what it is, not my cup of tea, but still funny. Well, well, well I, mean, I guess we'll let it decide. But if Days to Confuse does win, it will be the second ever Voters Choice champion. What uh, unprecedented, Mark? It means so, uh, so in our group, it's got a following. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, but right. I mean, and 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 the grandeur of all of all this. I know that Days to Confuse deserves a spot in the bracket of champions if that were to happen. Yeah, you I know? wouldn't be mad. Um, you're right. You know, like it deserves a shot at, at the championship. Yeah. You know, it's just one um, of many. <laughs> right, because I'm just one man, and I only have one opinion. You know, so but but I know a lot of people adore that film. So, um, last two things I wanted to talk about was the cover photo. Yes, um, I am. Uh, the cover photo has has gotten a lot of. Um, Likes on a lot of images, so I am going to grab those highly voted images and make a new post sometime uh, before the new year. Hell yeah! And uh, which which will be changed by now, so you're just going to hear it after the new year. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm 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 going to do like a final round, and we're gonna we're gonna revote with all the with all the top hits. There's some good and ones And that there. will be the cover it, photo it's, for it's, 2023. It's really hard to encompass this group into one photo, man. Cause I tried, I, I did, right. I did a lot of like image searching in. I'm like, man, this is tough. You know, yeah, like it almost, you... it's almost like, and I, I wish I was creative that way, but like it deserves almost a custom piece, you know? <laughs> right. And, and I'm just, I wish I had that skill set of, of, of graphic design, you know, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's yeah. really tough to pick just a generic photo from a film and, also, and tie it to and us. And then also, Right, and then also, does it does it does it represent the group? Is it is it exactly. is it tongue in cheek enough? It's, is it, it's, is it, it sarcastic it, it, enough? Yeah, it's relative. It makes sense. Yeah, that's that's right. tough to do because we're a funky fucking group, and I love it. So, uh, so you have a new cover photo. By the time you hear this, we will have a new one, uh, but the process will be happening uh, before you hear this soundbite whatever anyways uh last point i wanted to make is i on christmas day i posted what my plan is from now until the bracket of champions uh which is my next three brackets to fill out the 16 uh so after the teen comedy bracket we are doing the martial arts movie bracket uh, i'm gonna need some help from the likes of you ryland and boat and all these other guys that just love the watch shit bro um we're going to do some epic shows during this. We've got <laughs> to have a Sakura Brothers, Jean-Claude Van Damme episode. I've been asking for it for two years. We're going to hey, make it happen. You got the phone numbers, kid. Dude, it's a three-peat. We're going to make it work. Hell yeah. 
No, it'd yeah, be a four P. What am I line. talking about? Right. You know, and so and so it's gonna be a good mix like the first uh, foursome we've ever had. <laughs> uh it'd be the second actually Wait. after uh Superbad. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, but uh but I'm I'd be excited about that. I'd be excited to know, you know, does what makes it? Does does Seagal get a, a huh. slot? Does how many slots does Bruce Lee get? I mean, all these things need to come into play. Um, so all the I'm big hitters about will that, be in then, there, man. You know, get out, get, guys, get your Chuck Norris jokes ready. Come on, let's go. <laughs> then after the martial arts bracket, I'm doing an A24 bracket. It's going to be a, 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 a you know a, a nice Ooh. hot 16, 16 slot bracket. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, A24. I had actually had a couple questions about this thing. Uh, A24 is a, is a new production and dist- distribution company for film. Are they new? Do you remember when they uh, are they ten years old now? Uh, easily, yeah. Easily, easily I'm like, are they? I guess they are. New, technically, yes. Obviously, they're new in the game, but man, right. I feel like they've been around for a while now. But they put out some really stunning stuff over the last oh, ten years, including um, like Midsummer is a twenty four, the Green Knights a twenty four, uh, the Oscar winning Best Picture Moonlight is an a twenty four picture, um, and so yeah, it's it's a good way to kind of. Explore that kind of modern cinema as well. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of all cinema, and so uh, I'm I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what, what what homework gets done. Who's going to play this bracket? You know, because it is going to be a, uh, a, a just a nice little hot sixteen uh, just to get through the month, but to get to the next bracket, which is the war films bracket. Um, super excited about this. I mean, you got so many ideas, uh, so many wars I've, to depict. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Apocalypse Now, you got Vietnam, you got World War II, you got 1917. Uh, I mean, you got uh, all kinds. Of, you, you got Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. You can throw that in there, see how it plays. Which isn't you know? shit. Everybody gave that shit. It's not an awful film. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> so Hollywoodized. I get it, but enjoyable. I love that movie. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's my plan, guys. So the next few champions, we're going to have a teen comedy champion, a martial arts champion, a champion from the canon of A24, and a war film will round out what the a, bracket of champions. What a contestant. well-rounded fucking champion. You've done so well, Charlie, at yeah, over the last balancing, two years, man. It, balancing yeah. it. Because that's the thing. That's the hardest part to me. One is creating the brackets, but also balancing out the bracket of champions, which no one really thinks ahead of. We're living in the moment. We're like, oh, another bracket. Great. Another bracket. You're the one that has to fucking, you know, be the architect and and see the big picture, which is, dude, I love you for it. Man, come on, man. It's 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 all love. You know, it's all I'm 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 just always say it every single time whenever people give me credit. Like if y'all didn't vote, I would just look like a crazy person. (laughs) Post, posting twice a day. Three votes. Well, uh, I guess I got to vote yeah. on this one because it's a tie. And, you know, I would still keep <laughs> positivity. I'd be like, with a final tally of two to one, yeah. Ghostbusters wins. Boom. Boom. You, Ghostbusters you know. always wins, bro. You know that. So, uh, so yeah, so it's it's all you guys. You guys are the ones that make this thing. We've legitimate. had a great turnout. I, I uh, love, yeah. I, you know, this is, but man, the A24, oh, I'm so excited about that. If you love new directors, new films, everything they've ever done is original. I mean, the originality of it, it's not big budget, but what they'd be able to create out of, of that, that production company has blown my mind. And I am a, a 24, like 
fanboy. Don't care yeah, what they put out. Now. Whatever they put out, I, I watch. I don't care what it is. I don't care. I usually don't even look much into it. I said, yep, they know what they're doing. They're, they're hot. They're sexy. They're new. I'm going to watch it. It's yeah. going to be fresh fucking popcorn, and I want it. I don't care if it's bad or good. I just want to eat it, and I want to tell you how it is. Yeah, uh, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, a movie we reviewed oh. uh, not too long ago. was which, an A24 film. Which was, man, arguably, Incredible. you know, dude, talk about mind bending and, like I said, originality. They're, they're just they're they're destroying the indie film game, but they're they're oh, giving dude. they're giving directors way more way more money and more power now. Which you get these cool new time either directors or or new concepts, new originality stories. Uh, mm-hmm. I, can, can you imagine trying to put in a script to a twenty four, like? Get in line, motherfucker. You better be amazing to even get a, 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 script, yeah. a, a script across to those guys' desks. They're only taking the best. and Especially in 2023. That's yeah. what I'm saying. When they first started, you got some, you got some uh, like, Swiss Army Man and stuff like that. You got some weird, right? Uh, uh, what, like, like, projects. But then they right. established themselves with these, these, you know, their, their, their foundation is insane now. You know, Hereditary is an A24 film, guys. If you're a, if you're a, you know, horror fan, um, Tons of stuff in there. Green Knight, uh, which was visually stunning, and then yeah, you get what you story. yeah, and then now you get the pearls and the X's and all these things now. So yeah, and they they I guess I guess they give money to like you know harbor that artistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to harp on it too much because you know we'll, we'll be talking about it at nauseum Absolutely. when the bracket comes around. But yeah, but it, but I, I I would I would be behind Rylan in that statement saying if you see a twenty four on Watch a trailer. It. It's going to be good. Yes. It's going to be worth watching at least the trailer. No, watch so. the whole film. Like, if you love film, <laughs> if you love movies, if you love cinema, watch it. I mean, so, they're, they're doing yeah. it right, guys. Like, I'm over. I, I've, I told you, I've, I still am going to watch Fast X. I can't wait for 2023, baby, Fast X. But I'm over those, you know? Like, I, I've, I keep traditions going, but now I'm so much more excited about an A24 film than I am. Any Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy three? Okay, yeah, I'd rather. I, I, you know, I felt the same. Does way. it excite like, me? Yeah, it's probably gonna be fun. It's gonna be funny. Yes, but a twenty four all day. <laughs> all righty. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the plan, guys. Well, well into twenty twenty three, we will eventually get to the bracket of champions and crown our second ever ultimate bracket champion. Um, but uh, after all that, we have a game to play. Ryland, you ready to play a game? Let's go. Absolutely. So, surprise, surprise, we're bringing back the top three this week. Uh, and this week. It's the top, uh, top three, three. three. That's right. Uh, yeah, we're, a lot of threes this on this episode. Uh, hangover three, uh, top three. And um, uh, this, this time around, top three, we're doing the worst of what we think are the worst third installments in film franchises. Um, I'm excited to see because Ryland, you never gets a chance to shit on stuff. He's always has to be complimentary and Bro, shit. Uh, so this time he's like, I'm going to shit all well, over this thing. You know, my premise, I, we'll just go, I'll go first. I'll give you my three. But what sure. I went off of was how good was the first one? Or maybe okay. give the, it's, a, you know, I know the, I know the formula. The first one's always the best. The second one sometimes makes more money because somebody's, everybody's just so goddamn excited. But it's right. still comparable. It may not be as original. It's got a little bit more action, a little bit more drama, whatever the fuck trilogy you're asking for. But then right. the third one just drops off the goddamn deep end where you're like, okay, what happened? Right? Okay. That's the, that's what I'm searching for. Because sure. 
there's some there's some thirds in there that I put down that I'm like they're not awful. Like Aliens Three, we we shit on it retrospectively because of how wow. good One and Two is. You look at it now and you're like, man, that's a David Fincher. That's not that's not awful, right? It's not awful. It's very '90s. Anna Leon. Very '90s. Shout out Anna. Um, that's right. You know, I, I grew up as a Rambo guy. Rambo Three, fucking a dude. He had to shoot arrow like like explosive arrows at a big ass cool helicopter thing. I loved it. Uh, he's all cut up like a Julian up, I mean, he's just shredded. Karate Kid. I mean, a karate, but Karate Kid. Shout out Malden. But then, okay, the ones Part that three, really, yeah. really, really are the ones on my list. Okay, I'm gonna go top three. Okay. Three to me, Beverly Hills Cop three. No, really? Interesting. Okay, and it's okay. all it's. It, as a kid, when I watched it, I enjoyed it because I feel like it was made for kids almost. It got it was in a theme park, you know. It was much more uh, boiled, you know, boiled down. There was there wasn't much cursing. Eddie Murphy was way more bubblegummy. Just wasn't right. wasn't for me. But at the time, I went, oh, this is kind of fun. And I remember my dad watching it with me, and my dad was like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> and my dad wasn't much of a review guy, but he just remembers Axel wow. Foley being Axel Foley. Playing pranks, being the jokester, and in three just wasn't it. So that's my wow. number three. Um, if it just a little sidebar before we continue, uh, I'm not sure if you know who directed Beverly Hills Cop three. Uh, same guy that directed uh, uh, Die Hard, right? No, no. Uh, same guy that directed Animal House. Oh, uh, John Landis. Landis. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, what's yeah. his name? We uh, we talked earlier Mc, about McTiernan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We talked earlier make about a bad movie. You know, right, yeah. Well, I mean, um, we talked earlier about how the director and the actor clash, right? Yes. Like Beverly Hills Cop Three is a direct example of a director who knows what he's doing and yes. has a vision, but he also has a star who has his own production company. Yeah. And so it's like, so it's like the image of Eddie Murphy is more important yep. than the image of Axel Foley. Absolutely. You know, and, and and John Landis, you know, he's he's like whatever you say, Eddie. You know, and so then we get, you know, that you know, which but, I think was not a bad film. I, I think it was a good entry into the Axel Foley series. I, I feel like it was such a far leap from the first, like the way oh, the, yeah. the grittiness of the first one. You know, Axel Foley <sighs> just being like a gritty Chicago. Is it Chicago? No, is he Chicago or New York? Detroit, baby. Well, Detroit. He, he wore the Lions thing, but I thought it was a different city. But anyways, the gritty cop, the funny cop, it just really went. It looked like you know Disney World wannabe with the fake money and all that bullshit. It was just so far right. from the first. I was like, I'm out. Right. Number and, two. And, and it was a, it was a and it was a commentary on yeah commercialization. And Disney. I mean, it, they, it just they shit on Disney land. the whole time. You know, Disney like Universal California tourism. You know, totally. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry. Con continue with your list, sir. So my number two is going to be Ocean's 13. Okay. The first, I mean, good Lord. I think it's literally one of the most, per you know, it's, it's up there to me. It's, it's in that high nine, nine realm. Um, but then you get, you know, you get the 12 and the 13 and you, you get the premise of it. I feel like it's a yeah. cash grab. They bring back, you know, all the old guys, the uh, Julia Roberts and the in the love triangles back again. And, and of course, they make a fourth one, which like this is the thing. I tried not to make any of these be 
an addition to three. But this is sure. the one, this is the one that I was like, no, I have to put this in there because Ocean's Eleven to me was just like, oh, Soderbergh, great, perfect movie. Twelve was enjoyable. Then they went once they got to thirteen. I'm like, all right, guys, stop. How much does George Clooney need a, that Italian villa? I guess so. <laughs> hey, I mean, it made its money, man. Uh, that's what I'm saying. What See, all of these make their money. That's the part. Is if you're yeah. already at trilogy status, you know you're making your money. Most every yeah. there's very. I don't think there's. Is there a a third installment of any franchise, maybe other than Lord of the Rings, that made more money than the first? Oof. I mean, look that no, up. I, I don't know. I'm a numbers guy, but yeah, there's not many. That, Anybody the listening? Third, shout out. You know, maybe yeah. Last Crusade versus Raiders. Yes, of course. It may, probably made more money based on the, the the you know the celebrity by the time of Indiana Jones, but there's few. Um, and of course, number one, the worst tr- you know the worst third act of any fucking movie to ever exist is Godfather. I hated to go that route, but I mean it's a dead giveaway. It's just two perfect films matched with like the worst film. It's just I wish there was some balance in there. <laughs> I just I wish Coppola's daughter didn't direct it. The whole premise around this movie is just fucked. Behind yeah, two of I mean, the, two of our I mean, there's very few people that don't put at least Godfather one or two in their top twenty, let alone top ten or fifteen. So talk about a fall from grace. But you're right. You're right. Uh, from where you're coming from, uh, what you're talking about, the where it was in the beginning versus by the time it got to the third one, those are those are some pretty good options, man. Yeah, I uh, I personally liked Ocean's Thirteen, um, but uh, but but that's just me. I thought it was cool to harken back into the back to the old, you know. Well, can hang hang thing. up hang, hangover can be in this argument too. But I was like, I'm going to talk well, enough about that. So for real, for real. Uh, okay, so um, I kind of did what you did, Ryland. I I kind of made a list of. Of third entries that I didn't mind too terribly. So I, I, was say, I, I, I had some out. honorable mentions. Pirates was in there. Austin Powers, Gold Member. You know, I mean, I love, I love gold. I mean, but it, it, it oh, lost its luster funny. by then. Uh, RoboCop three, big RoboCop fan. So those are my, <laughs> okay, so, those are my HMs. I'm done. Okay. Um. So yeah. So like the ones that I did like. You know, uh, I know I talk shit about pirates, but I thought that at World's End. Was a fantastic yeah. third entry, and I, I thought I thought that the pirates, the first three, was a literal definition of the next one being better than the first one. Wow! Like just just in production value, story, you know, the elaborate set pieces. I thought number three was incredible, it, and I can't when he got back from the dead. Yeah, oh my yep. god! I can't, I can't, um, I can't argue with that because you're right. right. Like the Black Pearl to me is like a really good boiled down version of that movie. Yeah, I mean, it was epic, but then they really they just took it to extra heights, but also kept it in its perfect little world. And yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I put pirates on there. Yeah. I was like, that was one of my like. I didn't hate the first three. You know, I mean, is there four totally? Like, right? There's five. There's, oh, there's five. Yeah. Oh God, see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other ones, I didn't hate the third X Men movie. A lot of people hate yeah, that. Yeah, I've got that uh, one on the list Scream too. <laughs> 3. Uh, Scream three didn't mind that one. You know, you know, I rep for Iron Man three all day. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about uh, Iron Man. Um, and uh, I remember uh, Leatherface, the third Texas yeah. Chainsaw. That was the first Texas Chainsaw movie I ever watched. Wow, with my boy Vigo in it. And yeah, in retrospect, shitty. But on the first watch, I was like, that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, but yes, okay. So getting my getting to my top three, uh, I have an honorable mention, and that is the Matrix Revolution. Yep. Um, talk oh. about a disappointment, oh, man. I know. And if I wasn't I'll such just... a huge fan, it'd have been on my list. But because I I I I I was the guy walking out of Revolutions going, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> trying You're still my, You're still trying my best to hold on to one and two. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, it was on my list. I mean, I have Blade on there. I mean, you probably talk about others, but I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, was, Matrix it was, so was yeah, it was so incredibly convoluted by that point, and I I saw what they were trying to say, which I think they pulled it off, but it just the rewatchability is just not there. Um, uh, but number three, I got to go with Taken Three. Oh yeah, like such a shit entry, like and. And all cards on the table. Cash grab. Don't like the movie. I don't like the movie Taken. Yeah. Don't like it. I think it's very mediocre. Even Liam Neeson thinks it's. How mediocre. How many times can you get Taken? You know, like, exactly. exactly. There's no like, like John Wick because we're about to hit John Wick four up. Like, there's a whole, uh, you know, there's a whole world to that. There's the the espionage and the, <laughs> or the the hitman world and the continental and the and the coins and that makes sense. You know, there's something to keep that going. Taken's one guy. Right. It's just Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Like it's so it's so dumb, and they just keep coming back, and they they, they just think they can get this guy Liam Neeson, but they just can't. Yeah. And he was in Kroll. Have you ever seen Kroll? I know you have. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> but I, I, I wish he had, I wish he had stuck around for the Dark Man trilogy. Dude, first... talk about oh, oh wait, da- die Dark Man die. Love it. Dark I Man three it. die. Dark Man die. Dude, I love the Dark Man series. I I, so I, I absolutely adore it. I remember I, I posted about like one of my funny early for Facebook posts is it's 3 a.m. and I'm watching Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. You know, yeah. I, and I went dot, dot, dot. You know, I love movies. <laughs> love Dark Man. Uh, I think it's a great concept. But uh, what I don't think is a great third entry into a film franchise is my number two. And that would be Species 3. Um, I'm not sure if you know if this movie existed, right? Oh. Was that straight, um, straight to DVD, man? And, and it was I a mean, hot chick that looked like Natasha Hendrick? If you were, if you were <laughs> to watch it, you, I would say, yeah. I would say that like somebody bought the rights. Like some backwoods-ass distribution company bought the yep. rights to this film. And they just tried to make another film, but nobody knew how to make a movie. Right. And so the movie looks like it was filmed on like one of those over the shoulder camcorder. Oh, fuck. Jobs. You know, it was bad, bad. Like, like, like this is the third entry into the series. Like, I know it's really stupid and sci fi, like softcore porn, but we can do better than this, guys. Yeah. I mean, the first like, one, uh, I'm like, I, did they just see Natasha and go, all right, how, how do we get this girl to get naked half the movie? Yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Natasha Henstridge is nowhere to be found. Uh, it's it's some whole other set of people, whole other set of rules, whole other set of circumstances, and it's just it's so bad. It's I, I stay away from Species Three if you ever come across it. Um, I'm gonna buy it, and then my, when I see that movie, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna watch it just for you. <laughs> oh my god, you're not gonna get through it. Um, <laughs> Challenge but, me, uh, I swear I will. But uh, but my number one is actually a movie that we've mentioned already, uh, and that is RoboCop Three. Uh, in Bro. the scope, in the scope of good movie on the first try versus the third film, 
this is a landmark and you don't do it this way. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> what a great way to say it. You don't do you it know, this like, way. You don't do it this the way. Flat, you just, Charlie planted the flag. You don't do it this way. Right. I mean, I, I remember, I mean even I, the hang. Even the Hangover had enough sense to keep it R-rated. Oh, God, the Hangover you know? three made fucking half a billion dollars almost. They're you fine, know? but RoboCop three. I just remember seeing him fly in in, in ninja katana blades, and I was like, just from the preview as a child, I knew it was garbage. Dude, that's that's I, hard to do. Oh. That's hard to do to nineteen ninety three Ryland is be like, hey, this is shit, but it has RoboCop in it. Dude, I put dude, I put a lot of stock Ugh. into RoboCop as a kid. Bro, we and, all did. Everyone did. Yeah. It was amazing concept. There's <laughs> a robot cop. I mean, by, come on. by three, I was like, I'm out. And no, but I, but I love number two. And but, no, I love two. two. I, I love, love two it. more than one almost sometimes because oh, that's man. my kind of, you know, I, I related to the little kid, the little gangster kid. I was probably the same age as that little fucker. And I was like, yeah. this makes sense. This is cool. It's got drugs in it and shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's darker. Good film. But it wasn't. He didn't and, shoot guys in the dick, but whatever. Yeah, but number three, they completely switched. They oh. completely flipped Well, scripts. and changed actors. Peeler Weller's out. Fuck off, man. It's like yeah. anything else. If you create this super eccentric, weird, one-of-a-kind character like Robocop, Freddy, you know, there you go. You know, yeah. people that have a face, you know, even you Hannibal could, Lecter, you could yeah. tell even with the mask, you could tell it wasn't Peter Weller and, and the voice and everything was off and just, everything was fucked. So peace oh, yeah. out, bitch. But yeah, that's my number one. Robocop three was such a disappointment. And but but it did not ruin the legacy of the first Robocop. Yeah. Which is so incredibly solid. The only other um, the only others I have on the list, Blade, Blade Three, Blade Trinity's a big, big top dog of of bad. Uh, three spots. Also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number three, quite disappointing. Ah, yes. You still had yes. Casey Jones in there trying to save the day. It just wasn't enough. Um, but and, I did and, love that lantern time. Oh, the, la- the tam- time. I, I mean, I thought the time travel was cool because I was a uh, Back to the Future kid. So I was like, this isn't awful. But they changed the suits. They changed the look. The, they looked yeah. awful. They the, the, the turtles changed. You can't do that. Kids are going, uh, right. those look dumb. And the immediate, the second you make a kid go, that's not right. You're fucked. Right. Uh, and they kept playing, and they kept playing that Listerine Cool Man yes. song throughout the. Oh, but also, oh, hey, my last oh. one on the list that you haven't mentioned. You mentioned the pirates to me. You mentioned uh, RoboCop. Was Toby Spider Man dog? Mm, I. Don't hate it. I don't hate, don't it, hate it, but but it was a pretty drastic drop off from the mega hit that was one. Yeah, you know, from all yeah, uh, from remember. up to down. I mean, you know, and I and I, you know, I get it. I get the route he was trying to go, but man, I don't know. I feel like no. you really fucked off with the uh, with the villain. What's his name from from seventy show? Pick pick almost well, I mean, anyone which- else. Almost anyone else. What's what's funny is that nobody wants to take the blame for that movie. Yep. 
everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else. They're like, no, it wasn't me. It was the studio making. The studio's like, no, Sam Raimi wanted to make four movies. And like, no, I was. Uh, and it's just back and forth. Nobody wants to claim this baby. Like, <laughs> and it, it, it just sucks. It just sucks. That you know, poor, like somebody Ill- claim it. That, somebody take that poor bastard child. Yeah, just somebody take responsibility for it. But, but uh, you know, I thought Thomas Hayden Church and him getting. I paid loved was him. Cool. I mean, um, yeah. but man. You know, I, 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 Ramey tried his best. I, I, he went that quirky at the time that emo weird shit was in. I mean, he tried yeah. to go that route. He tried to go that dark kind of, kind of. Two thousand seven, uh, yeah. You know. like, like that was total My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco and all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> guys, guys were wearing yeah, yeah. eyeliner. If you can, you believe that. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, that was that was our fun game, guys. Rylan, thank you so much. I, I love doing the top threes. I'll do them in perpetuity, sir, if if, if need be. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have one more thing, guys. But we got to do before we finish the first episode of 2023, and that is to talk about Todd Phillips's third entry into his Hangover saga, The Hangover Part Three. And here is the trailer, guys. <laughs> My God, it's got the voice of an angel. It's breathtaking. I told myself I would never come back. Don't worry, it all ends tonight. Someone needs to burn this place to the ground. Ooh, I like that. adventures together but it seems like you haven't learned anything anything i'll be in the limo Motherfucker, I don't fuck around. <laughs> Man, that was trust me. In my head, I was like, in my head, I was like, you better hurry up, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> hurry, hurry it up, Johnson. Hurry it up. Hey, I get that, that. That joke works on two levels. Yeah. Yes. Hurry, hurry it up, Johnson. Let's go. Let's go, Johnson. Um, it's always a good detective name. 
But every time I hear Johnson, it's like a, it's always in a, in a, in a, a detective drama most of the time. You know what? You know what name I always think of, and it just it, it has no context whatsoever. But Jonesy, Jonesy, I just say Jonesy. Yeah. Just uh, oh, well, you know, but hey, like Eddie, Thompson, Eddie, not and far Jonesy off. And Johnson, Thompson. I mean, you you get it, Jonesy. Uh, I know on uh, the Simpsons, Homer used to always call Mister Burns Burnsy, Burnsy, which I always which I always thought was fun. Um, yeah, but Jonesy. Yeah, <laughs> anytime I'm trying to think of like an old school. Like name, like so. I think it's something like flipping a coin, like on yep. a on, on a street corner, like yeah. leaning up against a fire hydrant. Hey, what do you think, Jonesy? That's that's, that's, that's Jonesy. Right Heads there, and tails. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I would say, lucky bird, baby, tails all day. That's right. <laughs> what I, up, I always I always pick tails, boys. What do you pick, Charlie? If you got a, if you if if Two Face is looking at you and going, all right, Charlie, what is it? Heads and no. tails. <laughs> tails. I go. Tails. Yeah, I go Lucky Bird all day. I go against the grain. I go against the grain. Um, but yeah. So, getting back on track. Uh, yes, we have a movie to talk about here. Um, the co- the culmination yeah, of look- hopefully there is no Hangover Four. Thank God. Oh man, I, I I guarantee you they start running out of money. Todd Phillip. No, he's he's making his money. He's gonna make Joker two in the next year or two. Hopefully, mm-hmm. please make another Again. one. Another example of the actor becoming more prominent than the director. Like, eventually, at some point, Todd Phillips can tell them to go fuck themselves. But then Bradley yep. Cooper can still be like, well, I still want to make it. Yeah. And so does Zach, and so does Eddie, and so does Jonesy. I, I think And so I think prior Joker, maybe, Cooper had had that pull. But after Joker now, now Todd Phillips is like, hey, man, I'm probably not going to, you know, that's not, that's not for me anymore. Oh no! I I guarantee you that he probably won't be directing the next Hangover if there is one. Yeah, but I, I guarantee you there's probably going to still be another Hangover. You movie. think? Oh yeah, ten, yeah. When they're old, ten years maybe. You know the old dogs Hangover style when they're all old and shit. Well, well, I always thought that there would there would they would never make a Bad Boys movie without Michael Bay. True, but they did that shit. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good little statement on on action movies. Yes. Anyways, back on track. Back on track to <laughs> Hangover Part Three. A uh, little history of the uh, the show and why we're doing the Hangover Part Three on yes. the first episode of the year. Uh, basically, we were getting to the first of the year. We had done um, uh, our Christmas shows and stuff like that, and we were rounding out. We didn't know what to do. We couldn't think of anything. Uh, it was also around the time of a gigantic winter weather storm. Yeah. Uh, and so we were more thinking about like you know how we're gonna stay warm more than like <laughs> what what movie we're gonna review next. If our power so was just gonna take, be on, yeah, yeah, just to take all the guesswork out of it, we were just like hangover. They wake up in a daze. You know, get it? Like like New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um. And so and so it was a good little concept, and uh, and I thought it'd be fun to the subsequent year just do the sequel. Yeah. Just easy. Just just don't even think about it. Just go watch the hangover. I mean, and, you know, uh, me and Charlie, second. we try to get together. We, we do get together every year. We try to hash out the year upcoming. But yeah, you know, we're like I said, we're coming off they, our Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, holiday, family time. This is the for perfect sure. week for us to to boil down. It's an easy pick. But after this, like you said, what are we going to go to? Because now we don't have the easy pick. But you know, this was always to me like, okay, good. I get like a week of of still thinking because I have tons of notes about 2023 because it's a huge fucking year for movies. Right. So you got Nolan and Scorsese and all this shit coming out. My Indiana Jones, bro. Come on. 
Dude, I mean, this is an Indiana Jones year. I mean, they haven't had one of those since 2008. And then before that, it was like right. 1989. 1989. So. <laughs> you know, it's it's a big, it's it's like James Cameron's Avatar, you know? It's you, like, bro, you it, know, it you know it's going to be a Triple M episode. I might dress up as indie guys. If you want to see me in full costume, come on out. <laughs> uh, I, just, I had just invoked James Cameron's Avatar, which I went to go see and actually yeah. saw an article today. About how it crossed the one billion dollar mark, Rylan. So has made its your, money. Your prediction was incredibly wrong on Avatar. Man, it, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't up top heavy like I, you know, like I was expecting. I thought it was going to make a lot. It just kind of just it's it's just it's a it's a beast. It's John, you know, James Cameron, bro. Yeah. And I was gonna. Yeah, you know, you were, I, we we've talked about so much tonight. I was going to ask a little tidbit earlier when we were just recording and not actually recording yeah. of your thoughts of it but i'll get that after the show oh absolutely no no yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get reviews but i wanted to be you know nanny nanny boo boo stick your head in doo-doo <laughs> uh james james cameron makes the fucking money uh people are not over avatar i, I if you can um, quote me though i said I, I won't be surprised I, you know but i just I, right the, the the people that but makes my heart happy man People still yeah. want to go see fucking big blockbuster fucking movies in the fucking theater. Yeah. You can't watch and this at home. And I love James Cameron for that because he is a super big proponent of that. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a movie fucking guy. I mean, he loves the big screen. He loves the big over-the-top shit. And he always yeah. has, and he's always done it top tier. So I'm not surprised. I'm happy for him. I just thought today's economy... You know, the way the theaters have been going the last two years that it was going to struggle. But yeah. fuck, yeah, I'm happy for it. So, oh, yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing. That no, no, no. I love being wrong in the right ways. Right. Yeah. And and, and it, it just goes to show the real ones always have your back. And when I'll admit it, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, one of those weird movie cynics that's like, well, the reasons why I'm wrong. No, I'm happy I'm wrong. This is a good thing for cinema. It's a good thing for movies. My prediction was flat, but that's fine. Yeah, it's pumping money back into the system, man, which Let's is all, what we need. Um, but uh, but yeah, but back again, we're we're taking so hey. many tangents. Um, it's a great time yeah, of year. So let's talk that's the thing. We get excited. This is a great time of year for movies, guys. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, this is kind of a layup, like we said with with Hangover. But we just you know we get so stoked about the upcoming year and what is expected. And because movies work that way, like anything else, sports or whatever, Oscars, you know, movies are yearly based. And if you're the best of that year, you get you get put in the in the ring of fire and, and, and you try to, you know, fight off for the, for those those golden fucking those statues, man. But yes, Hangover three. Talk about money. This was cash grab, sir, at its Dude, best. I mean. What, uh, what, 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 did, what, how much money did they give Todd Phillips to this make is, this? See, movie? this is the most, see, you know, we talk about this every week, guys. I'm the money guy. I love talking box office, gross budget. It, it's so intriguing to me. And I remember looking back through my previous episodes two years ago. How cool is that to say? Um, there you go. <laughs> that I was so intrigued with the money value of these movies. Todd Phillips is kind of just untouchable after this series. I mean, after this, this trilogy, you're looking at 469 million for one. Yeah. Two's obviously the big hit because you're coming off a monster hit towards 
absurdity. Everybody can't wait to see this crazy movie. Five, oh, yeah. $586 million. It's still like the highest grossing comedy oh, of all time, right? I don't, it's going to be hard to, you know, even the first one, I think, beat the record. I don't think anything yeah. made 470 before that. So it beat its own yeah, record. Caddyshack didn't make $470 million. None of them do. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at, you're looking at right at a billion dollars for the first two. Yeah. So, I mean, it has to happen. I get it. I'm not, I'm not harshing on Todd Phillips. I'm not harshing on the actors for the, for doing it, but could, they could have wrote it a little bit better. They could have made it a little bit better. Right. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot well, of threes like the thing I, I i almost said hey what's the best third installment of a trilogy which would have been a much harder thing to look up oh yeah but like i said i'm an indie guy tons of people think because that's the original trilogy for most people that right. that three is really the most all-encompassing film uh what's another third installment that really people really enjoy i mean that's the first one that pops in my head but there's there's some out there but uh, um, you know, this wasn't. It. I mean, I guess, I guess, Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the Dark Knight. Uh, Star. Oh, uh, of course, the original Star Wars. To me, you know, right. Return of the Jedi was was the one that, as a kid, I went, "Oh, this is the one that I really, really enjoy." Even though Empire Strikes Back's by far the better film, Jedi right. was kind of that. I don't know. I think it finally caught the masses at Jedi in '83. But anyways, um, yeah. What you're getting in this one though is just. Where do we start? Do you just want to start from the beginning and go through it, or do you just want to just shit on it the whole time? Well, let me uh, let me just give a let me just give a plot synopsis. Yeah. Here. Um. So, uh, the Hangover th- Part Three starts uh, uh, at some point after Hangover Part Two. Doesn't actually give a descriptive time, but uh, in the beginning of the movie, you see Alan, who's the quirky character played by uh, Zach Galifianakis, who just bought a giraffe and ended up subsequently killing it on the highway, uh, which makes him get into get into a argument with his father, which becomes the last argue, well, which becomes the last conversation he had with his father before he died. Can I? Can I? I have to. I, there's only one. Like I have to inject. I really enjoyed the first scene. Yeah. Which is the kind of the, the intro credits, and it's you know it's it, it's this crazy Thailand looking prison, and it's in a riot. Oh, ciao, okay, yeah, ciao. Yeah. But because the opening scene to me, when I remember watching it in the movie theater, I'm like, okay, like because the opening scene is a great ode to to Shawshank. You know, it's 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 the the yeah. the prison. Uh, the, what do you call that? The What's the head prison guy? Anyways, he's the warden. The warden. He's going through. He gets to Chow's cell. He does the exact scene, you know, scrape of the 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 poster off the wall. Chow, right. you know, because they made Chow into this superhero in number two. You know this right. this crazy cokehead fucking uh, crazy man, right. yeah. and they're going with that. And I went okay, but don't make them too outlandish. And then they get to. Galfinakis with with the fucking giraffe on the highway, yeah. you know, and it's just like they've made him into this like beyond moron, this cartoonish okay. yeah. version of a moron that just immediately turned me off. And I remember rewatching it because I I watched it and I went I don't remember this movie at all. And I after when I got to the draft scene I was like, fuck, I remember it now. Never mind. Yeah. 
I forgot about the draft scene. Well, uh, that was for really, the trailer. Really I remember the trailer really came out, and it was that all the trailer was that. That was it. It was Galifianakis because he was so fucking red hot. Yeah, and, and and it was a giraffe scene, and and I remember watching it, and I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot how much they mailed this in." They were still counting yeah. their money. Oh yeah, while writing, hey, yeah, just I don't know, fucking make make Galifianakis dumber than he is, which Kill is impossible. Yeah. I mean, the guy's already like borderline, like unbelievably, you know. There's no way a person thinks this way. So then right. you get to three, and this is where we start. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, and, uh, the, yeah, the argument he has with his dad ends up being the last conversation that, that Alan now that, has with his dad. Now, that's a good scene. When his dad dies behind yeah. him when he puts the earphones in. Oh, my God. It's actually comedy. I'm like, now that's, yeah. that's kind of good where he, <laughs> he falls over in the background and it's just you hear what's going on with the headphones. Now that's good, right? Because then you then you just see such a, next, such a selfish move. next scene yeah. is him doing the obituary, like Earth the, the, yeah, doing the, the song. Yeah, that's Todd Phillips. Okay, I get it. There's there's bits in here. This movie that's not awful now, but that's what I love about this movie that I was like, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then we see Phil and Stu and Doug again. Doug's wife, all the usual players that kind of show up and hang over movies, start to start to you know show up for the funeral of the father. And so after the funeral, they're talking about Alan. They start talking about how he's depressed, how uh, he needs you know some kind of intervention with his life because you know he lost he lost his dad. He's going through trauma. He needs to address it, but he's not. Uh, and so they finally talk Phil and Stu into coming to this intervention for Alan, which I think is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Uh, is the intervention where uh, the maid starts giving her intervention speech, and like he just knocks over the glass, like such, like I'm just <laughs> such a dick move, man. Like I I watched it and I looked, at, I was watching it with someone, and I looked at him and I was like, ah, that's just so cringe, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like what an asshole, fucking asshole. He's just this spoiled little rich kid, you know. He just yeah. bought a fucking giraffe and it decapitated it, and he's just such a yeah. moron. And just, and just so so like like just the first words out of his mouth when he walks in the room is mom yeah. Oreo smoothie because they, they 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 made him into this monster. The first one he was just a weird eccentric guy that just wanted friends, you know. Like the, it was the wolf pack, you know. He was just right. that, and that happens. You you get in those weird little groups sometimes as being a best man with some best guys you've never met, and there's just a socially awkward guy who. Kind of latches on because you kind of buddy buddied him, and I've been there where you're right. like, "Oh shit," you know, it's just a, a different guy. It's fine. We're this is a weekend. We're gonna have this weekend together, and I'll never see you again. Right. It was relatable. By the time it gets to three, he is outlandishly dumb. It's like it's like, you know, Mister Bean oh. shit. And uh, and so. And so and so uh, Alan agrees to the intervention to go to this rehab facility. Uh, they, so they're so they're in the car, Stu, Phil, and, and Alan, and they're heading heading towards the rehab facility. And then uh, all of a sudden they get uh, rear-ended by a giant like eighteen-wheeler, and they get ran off the road. And they get chased by a bunch of guys in like pig masks. Yeah. Uh, and then they get, and then of course they get captured, taken to some place, and they're introduced to. The main baddie of the movie, which is played by John Goodman, which I thought John Goodman did a really good job in this movie. Oh, um, yeah, 
seeing him, you're like, okay, saving grace. Um, yeah. For, for a bad guy. But I feel like Todd Phillips wrote the first 20 minutes of this movie and then handed it over. You can tell. Okay. Like once they get on the road, you're like, okay. And then they get rear ended by a, it's a, actually a moving van. Moving van. <laughs> it's not even a sim. It's not even a semi, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, ah, a moving van hits them out of nowhere. Now it's an espionage movie. Now it just turns into a heisty yeah. spy movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's when I really tilted my head and I went, ah, fuck. Because then I really remember the rest of the shit-ass fucking movie. <laughs> the heist moves and stuff. Just the way, yeah. it, you know, the way they involve Chow and Goodman, and we'll talk. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Where I, That's the turning point to me where I thought maybe Todd Phillips had just really mailed it in. I don't know. Yeah. Like, his touch isn't on this movie after that. Yeah, I, we'll get into it later, but let, let's get through this plot synopsis where um... – uh, you find out that uh, apparently uh, the meeting of, of of Black Doug and Alan at the liquor store to buy the drugs in the first movie. Black Doug's back. Set, set <laughs> off a course of a, a, a series of events to where they're here now. Yeah. To where this guy was supposed to get a huge sum of money, but he only got half of the amount. Yeah. And it was because of Chow going behind his back. And, he, and so this guy is looking for Chow to get his money back. And apparently Chow doesn't talk to anybody except for Alan. Except for Alan. And it's, and it's only like in a, in a very friendly type way where they're just like, they're sending memes to each other and shit. And I, and the, like the, it's, the, it's not even like, yeah, it's just a stupid little funny conversation he's having with this dude. No, the, the Alan and Chow relationship is the only reason this movie, you know, that's the main premise of this movie. I mean, right. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. The Goodman, the Goodman storyline with, with Chow, I love seeing the, you know, what was cool is with, with the, to me, obviously that the standout film with the first one, you don't see any of those characters in two because they go to Thailand. There's none, there's no black Doug. There's no, uh, uh, Heather Graham. There's nothing, you know, so they, 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 they eventually get back to Vegas. Great. But just the writing of between that, I'm like, man, you could have really, really made this one. Okay. Instead of bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Uh, so, uh, so their so their plan is so basically John Goodman's character charges Stu, Phil, and Alan with finding Chow and yeah. getting his money back. Yeah. So they're all the, uh, so, yeah, they're on the prowl now. They have to go do their thing. Which is one of my which is I thought was one of the funniest jokes in the movie. Which was which was hey I got this email about twenty minutes ago. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny in the beginning, but now I think it's Chow. Yeah. And then and then he reads the email. And he goes he goes hey I'm in town. I want to meet up. Chow. Chow. And he goes, it, it, say, it, like he say, it says Chow. It says right Chow. But that, this is the thing. I, I, there's, yeah, I there, thought you meant farewell. Yeah. <laughs> Chow. There's little bits of dialogue in each film of right. the trilogy that are perfectly written. There's really yeah. good comedy writers behind these. And the dialogue yeah. nails it every once in a while. But they just can't string together a good fucking storyline. They can't string together a good plot. And I'm like, how do you have oh, really I, quirky, I, really good dialogue writers like that? And I said that when I first watched it, I'm sitting there with Sabrina and I'm looking at her and I'm like, this movie makes me giggle at certain times because the dialogue's so good. Yeah. But I go, but I'm not enjoying this movie. It's, it's The storyline sucks. But there's like yeah. four or five little zingers in there that I'm like, hey, 
<laughs> like, and it's hard to make me laugh like that. It's like, those are true zingers. Those are like stand of time. Funny jokes. Yeah. doesn't matter that it's dated or those are the ones that are like, doesn't matter. I'm going to giggle. No. Um, and, uh, and so, and so finally that they, they hunt down Chow, uh, Chow's like dressed up in like a cowboy hat. Uh, he meets up with Alan, uh, Chow smells something funny in the water. So he starts to bail. He sees Stu and Phil. He seeing, thinks something up, but they're, but they're trying to mask it. Like, Hey, we, we missed you. We wanted to come visit you. And I think this is where Todd Phillips really shines. Cause I love that transition from the car to the karaoke bar. Yeah. Where he's, where he's singing the, the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, hurt. And I think that's I think that was great. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a great little transition. And, and, yeah. and I think that's really what, what Todd Phillips treated the last two entries of this for. He, oh, yeah. He, I, think, I think he used it as just a way to get his skill up. You know, he, yeah. he's going to have to make these movies anyways. Might as well put some money to some good use, get some great lenses, get some great, like, landscapes, great swooping shots, great transitions, you know, like, like and just, and just kind of, like, build his own skill set up. So whenever it's time to make Joker, like, it's, it's no big deal anymore. Yeah. So, like, I, I would credit these Hangover movies for giving Todd Phillips the ability to hone his craft. You know, because yeah. because you can say what you want about the first Hangover, it's funnier than all of them, but two and three are so well made. Well, like, just go back and watch the visuals; they're so incredible. In War Dogs, too, right? Right before Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that in War Dogs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. There, I said the same thing. I pointed out, and I might be wrong, and I tried to kind of flex on my girlfriend, but I was like, "You see that? I think that's where uh, the last scene of Seven was shot." Whenever they're going through the desert <laughs> and you see those those power lines. There you go. There I mean, go. it was very reminiscent. I mean, I don't know if he's Makes trying sense. to ode to that because there's a couple of, I think, ode to films. Obviously, the, the poster rip for Shawshank and then literally that desert scene with the with the power lines. My brain went seven. And okay, that's, that's okay. Todd Phillips. I mean, come on. I feel like that's an ode to to that movie. But that's a little thing I caught. It's easy to argue, absolutely. Um, and so they uh, they meet up with Chow. They find out that Chow, um, you know, he lost all that that money he stole, and yeah. he was able to buy a couple of real estate uh, pieces before then. And one of them is this villa, you know, that, that's out uh, desert near, yeah. near, uh, near Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he says he wants. He says that's where the money's at. Is is in this villa, and so that's when the heist part starts. You get the yeah. montage. They're wearing the, they're wearing the dog collars and they get to the basement. Like, come on. Right. And they, they steal the money. They, they, they get out of there. Uh, but then you find out that, that the money that, but, oh yeah, that's right. Then, then, then Chow like locks them inside the house, mm-hmm. takes off with the gold and just leaves them to, to fend for themselves. Yeah. Then come to find out after they escape that, the heist they did wasn't even on Chow's old house. It was on John Goodman's house. And, and basically, Chow just stole the other half of the money that he was talking about that he stole the first half of. And so and now it builds, it's, it's it builds that, that character, that crazy man of Chow, which, which makes me laugh. So good. Um, and, so, and so then he's, the three of them are tasked once more with finding Chow. He doesn't care how they find him. Just find him and get my uh, money back. Get a good, right. You get a and great so, Goodman scene in there where he's barking at people. Oh. I mean, a classic big boy 
just God, I love John. When he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to shed a tear, man. His voice is so commanding, especially in a hangover three. Oh. I, I really enjoy his, his role. I, yeah. I think he looks um, great. I think I, I, yeah, I was like, man, I, cause when he pops up, I'm like, fuck, I forgot he was in this. Thank God. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. I mean, um, has he ever let you down? I don't think so. Never. Never. That's John Goodman. Come King, on. King Ralph. Dog. Um, he <laughs> represent. Um, and so, uh, I guess where, where do we find uh, Chow this time? Chow is, so, no, he's, he had, he had uh, bought out the penthouse. <laughs> yeah. Caesar's yeah. Then you, I was going to say, then they get back to Vegas, which I thought, cool. They saved a little bit of this movie. If they didn't go to Vegas, it really would have shit. It really right. would have like, you know, fucking shit. It's pants at the end of this movie, but thank God they give a little ode back to Vegas you get the little montage. You get that. that That's right. That you see uh, that, Heather Graham's character that, again. That ode to the first one. Thank you. I know what we're doing right now. I know we need. Yeah. We all made twenty million dollars off of this. You would have done it too, motherfuckers. We all would have yeah. done it. This movie needed <laughs> to exist because these men, you know, these men, these people that Phillips, these guys, they, they made a great trilogy. They needed their money. Great, good for them. But now looking back, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, and so, uh, I guess through, uh, reaching out to Jade, uh, Heather Graham's character, uh, they find out that, you know, he's, he's been spending some money, he's looking for some girls and they track him down to the Caesar's palace, which the Heather Graham scene, uh, you, you get to re you get to reunite Zach Galifianakis with the baby yeah. from the first movie, which completely unnecessary in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the baby scene. It's a little creepy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, it was super cringe, but that's Alan's thing, you know, is to be cringy. Yep. Um, uh, and then they, uh, <laughs> God, I, I forgot, I forgot about the Melissa McCarthy scene before. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah. you see, uh, I mean, he goes to a pawn shop to pawn a brick of gold. I can't remember 18. McCarthy's level of, cause she really pow, you know, like was she, Really, really, was she, At, this is pre uh, uh, bridesmaids, so no, no, no it's, it's post, uh, it's post. Okay. At the at the time I watched Same the year. three, I thought that it was no, I thought I thought that it was um, like them just wedging Melissa McCarthy in there. When did bridesmaids? Like when I first when I first two thousand twelve. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know it wasn't two thousand thirteen. Uh, let's see. I just felt like, well, yeah, I guess that was probably right before, but I, I was like, was she very, very popular by then? I guess so. 20, 2011. Oh, yeah. So, yep. She had, she, yep. She's in her prime. So, don't fuck with me, Rylan. Hey, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. Yo, Tracy, I didn't mean no harm. No harm. It's all good. It's all good. Yo, Tracy. No, I, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just the local bartender. Give me a break. No, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, 2011 Bridesmaids. I, I mean, she did it. She was working a lot. Yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. Right. And and yeah, and by the time Hangover Three came out, it, it's it looked like they were just trying to shove her in there for more. Yeah, like the cameo, like the word of yeah, mouth. Like, yeah, hey, absolutely. did you hear that Melissa McCarthy is in this movie as she well? She had the easy lines, the little zingers, the little the interaction. Mm-hmm. With, you know, it, to me, it was cheap. It, it definitely yeah. definitely felt injected and didn't need to be in there. But why not bring back Mike? <laughs> that's what I wanted. That's funny. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so the, the the that's the way they find Chow. My bad. So sorry for having to go back a little bit. 
They they go to the pawn shop. They find out he's spending some money. <laughs> they know the escort, you know Jade, so they reach out to her, see the kid one more time. Then they're off to Vegas, um, to Caesar's Palace, and then you get a great little scene uh, where uh, they have to go infiltrate the um, the the penthouse. Yeah. And so they use the service elevator to get to the roof, and then they use a series of tied together sheets to make a, a like a makeshift rope. To, to kind of rappel down onto the balcony of the Caesar's Palace, yeah. Um, which you know, again, it's another another. It's a high action, very stunt heavy scene, but it seems like the stunts are kind of outpowering the jokes in this movie. Well, you know, like like the the fact that it's a very complex stunt scene. They're like, that's funny, right? He was kind of stupid, you know, when he kind of fell like that. You're like, no, that's not funny. It's, it's just him falling. It's life or death here, you know. Hanging off a building. Right, you know. But but well, also, we have to talk about the soundtrack. Like, Hangover 1, I don't want to know if, was it, why was it so, like, edgy, like, of the time, like, very, very, very yeah. new music. I don't know if the guys waited to the end to, to, you know, when they're editing to go, okay, what's the hottest fucking Kanye song Maybe. right now? And they put it on, the, <laughs> they put it in the mo- movie not knowing what it was. Because it was right. such a big hip hop poppy kind of soundtrack in one, two, and three did it too. I was impressed. Oh yeah. You know, by the time they got to Vegas, that 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 you know whatever song of 2013 was hot was playing, and it was <laughs> yeah. banging, and it was it made it like the, the I'm always a music guy. I love soundtracks, and I hate to say the Hangover trilogy has a great fucking poppy soundtrack. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of the best of best poppy uh, uh, hip-hop R&B pop songs of, of the late aughts, early, early teens. Right, and uh, that, that includes the, the strobe light scene oh, inside yeah. the penthouse. Yep. It's loud, I mean, that's what I was saying. That's, they're, they're, they're just reminding me of the soundtrack of each film. So. And, that sh- and that shows that shows kind of Todd Phillips' flex as well. He's kind of showing like a strobe light scene. Yep. You know, something probably he's never done before. You know, like uh, that's a cool concept. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind filming that. Yeah. You know, and so, and so then it, you know, turns out, you know, Chow, um, what, God, what the fuck happened to Chow? Wait, Chow well, he, uh, he pretty much gets stuck up on the fucking top of the building, like in the first one, right? And they have to find him, right? Or no, they drug his ass, right? And they, right. And, they, and they shove, and they shove him in the trunk. <laughs> oh no, wait, but or or they just capture him. I, I, I forget what happened. Well, when he parachutes in, right? Doesn't he fall on top of the building and they have to get him? Oh god, yes. Yeah, like, yes, the parachute. Yeah, they Yes, okay. Like like sorry, I said, it, it turns into a Mission Impossible movie towards the end where I'm like, "Chow's flying in like fucking Ethan Hunt." <laughs> That's right. He 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 falls backwards off the balcony. Uh-huh. And then he, he he releases the the parachute. Yep. He's basically just like you know. He's uh, in the, the he's in the like signage of the building, all curled up. <laughs> right. And then and Stu is in the limo trying to follow him, but he eventually yep. like lands on Stu, who crashes the limo, knocks out Chow. They they gather him up, they throw him in the trunk, and yep. they go meet up with John Goodman's character. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so and so then it becomes like it's deal time because they because John Goodman still has Doug, and they're gonna make the switch for Chow and all the and all the gold. Um, Doug or Black Doug? And so, oh, Black Doug's long <laughs> been, but long been dead. That was a joke. That's uh, a joke. In, in narrative. Um, and so then uh, they make the switch. Doug for Chow. Uh, they told him that Chow was in the trunk, and so they just like open fire on the trunk. They just want to ex- execute Chow. 
<laughs> and then which, which comes another great scene in my opinion where where chow just pops up and just double headshot pop, Dude, pop. straight out of the of of the the sunroof of the limo oh. pop, pop. great shot and you're like, like oh my god what, what an amazing i know shot yeah you're like this is like some fucking like this is departed shit right here this is like casino royale <laughs> yeah. type shit it's departed is this departed yeah. am i watching the departed the dep- <laughs> And 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 then of course of course I love when he goes toodle do motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> like, and, uh, another thing too, like I know they 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 built uh Galifianakis's character Alan up into this moron. They did the same with Chow. Chow's this espionage, bad crazy motherfucking. You know, it's just gotten so out of line. But they stuck with it. I'll give them that. They they till the end with the like I said the double tap headshots. You're like okay. Chow's a badass, yeah. you know. Alan's the only one that gets him. And so I, I want to say that's the first time we ever have a death in the Hangover series, right? Oh, no. That's the uh, first time somebody dies, right? I mean, the one dude lost a finger. We yeah, didn't die. Nobody, yeah, you're right. Nobody died. Yeah, and so... Remember when, so remember I guess, when John C. Riley was the monk? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was... You're thinking of a completely different movie, dude. No, John C. Riley and, and Hango, right when, when they go to the, no, that's not the same thing? No, you're thinking of uh, um, Anger Management. With, oh, I uh, am. Who was the angry, shitty monk in, in Hangover 2? There isn't one? I don't know. I thought it was just an angry, shitty monk. Was, it, was there an American monk? Not so. Maybe I am just thinking I of know, But it wasn't John C. Riley. I know that much. But that's a good that's a good scene though. If you want to go back and watch Anger Management, um, anyway. I'm having my my um, Lou Gossett Jr. flashbacks. <laughs> um, and so I guess Stu and Alan and Phil have to help Chow, like yeah. get rid of these bodies, like get rid of these <laughs> dead bodies. Because remember they like they they all. I mean, there's that moment of like realism. You know, there's it. Like I said, it gets it gets to cartoonish. You know. Just crazy, crazy cartoonish shit in the third act here. But there are some moments of levity where you're like, they're all like, whoa, 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 Leslie, Leslie, Chow, come on. You know, like they're trying to yeah. calm him down after he pops two guys right in the head. Right. And and so and so Chow tries to make a joke about it and expected, you know, uh, Alan to be receptive to his joke. But Alan was like, that's not funny anymore. Yeah. You know, cross, like you're, you're, killing, you're like killing people, bro. Like they look like that's the thing. They all like you're right. They they all partied hard. Everybody did yeah. fucking mountains of coke and 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 knocked their teeth out and shit. And everybody still was out alive. Somebody lost a finger. Somebody tattooed their face. But everyone came out of it okay. Still breathing. Yeah. You know, you had to you had to make up a story right. to be like, oh, I, uh, this is why all this happened. But that's that's the reason why these movies. Yeah. But so when you see some death, you're like, okay, this is. This is real. Yeah. And so Chow, he had to turn his back. Or no, uh, Alan, he had to turn his back on Chow. And that's what made Chow like, realize. Like, I can't do you know? this anymore. You know? And so, you know, they part ways. And they, 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 get, in, they go, get back to the pawn shop where the minivan was. And then he realizes that, you know, Melissa McCarthy's character, the, the other awkward person in the movie, that could be his new, you know, brand of Wolfpack. Yep. You know? Uh, and after he just, you know, disbanded the Wolfpack. Uh, a scene before. And so he goes in and it's, uh, this is the part that really pissed me off was the, the asking out on the date, 
and the kiss, and then the subsequent just knocking over of all of the instruments, like in in just stupid fashion. Oh yeah, like dumb. Like I said, like I said they make him into this bubbling car- buffoon, yeah. cartoon. You know, you know, just levels of of stupidity. Right. Come on, man! Like, but uh, he was awkward and funny in the first one, and then they just turned it up each notch. But like I said, Galvin X at the time was red hot too. You know, between right. two, between two ferns, that awkward shit was was fire. Mm-hmm. And, and I, he's he's a master of it. I mean, we all laughed, we all loved it. I thought I still I have nothing bad to say about Galifianakis. He's always made me uh, giggle. So, but yeah, yeah. That, that little pseudo love scene. No, cut it out. And then you get to the end, and you get okay. So Ed Helms knocked his tooth out. He had a face tattoo. How can we beat that? Let's put some, you know, let's put some fucking tits on him. <laughs> I mean, talk about some cheap ass goddamn like writing. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Now, uh, uh, at the end of the movie, you find out that this 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 romance had blossomed into a marriage, and Alan and uh, uh, Cassandra were uh, were going to be married. <clears throat> and um, sorry, and. Um, and so then, you know, they're, they're doing their whole little thing. But now it's Alan. He's in the, he's in the spotlight. Yeah. And Phil and Stu and Doug are just so happy for this guy. You know, and then it, it kind of goes back to these subsequent weddings from the earlier movies. And, you know, playing that, that hot-ass you know, Kanye song in the background, you know. Um, and just kind of kind of wrapping it all up. Just putting a bow on it, man. Which, uh, you know, I think in this context, the way he ended it was like, um, I think I, I don't think he wants to make another hang. I think he's making a very clear statement, like, it's, it's fine where it is. Like, there's no need to get drunk and do it again. You know, there's no need, you know. But, no, no, he's like, thank but, you, everyone. Thank you for $1.4 right. billion. Dollars. Yeah, for making me so rich. I, yeah, I, I me really so appreciate everything you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get all choked up credits. with all this money. And... <laughs> yeah. And then and then roll credits. That's that's the hangover three, guys. Um. And, and you know, I thought it was—I thought it was a way for them to kind of sh- showcase the characters. But if you take the plot device of the of the drunken stupor in the morning away, and you only have the characters, what's really there? You know, and they really explored that. Yeah. You know, and and left their own devices. They had to throw in just like action set pieces and 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 stunt scenes and stuff like that to to pad yeah to make a what, to make a trailer lost. yeah and it's strictly because everybody was like well they're just gonna get drunk in the third one again and or, so or how can strictly they top just, that it's always how can yeah. you top that because that's what that's that's the problematic thing about this equation is how do you top that when mm-hmm. it's a shock value. The reason why the first one was so good was everybody was like, "God damn!" I didn't, like we oh, hadn't funny, seen yeah. we hadn't seen a movie like that in a while, like a raunchy, like fucking mm-hmm. you know Animal House Porky style shit, um, but to another level. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was the raunchy. It was the raunchy comedy genre gone Super Saiyan. Yeah, like it was everybody in the world saw this movie. Yeah, you know, and then it just became an international property. And then, of course, you know, it just became successful. And you, you just ride that money train, man. And, you know. Hey, like if, how if, you, if the outcome if of this is, is Joker, thanks. You know, yeah. I mean, but let's rate this fucking thing. I mean, 
I'm curious to see what mm. you what you because I've got a pretty strong number in my head right now. I don't think you're going to alter that. Right. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think it's just a product of success, you know, like it's a necessary component, a byproduct of the success that it created. You know, it was un- it was unavoidable, but it was obviously something that people wanted. And it was it was a way for people to get paid, not just the main stars, but everybody included. Yeah. You know, they're they're making a big they're they're throwing some money at something that people are gonna have fun doing, and everybody's gonna get everybody's gonna get paid. That's awesome, you know. And uh, so, so I think the idea of the movie is great for everyone involved in making it, but it's so unnecessary in canon. It's so unnecessary in, you know, what the, the you know the, the the initial joke was in the first place. You know, like it, 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 like we talked about before, it's the classic example of the actors superseding the filmmaker. Yep. You know, to where they're like, let's get paid again. Or you the know? actors and superseding like, I, I the entire franchise. Right. I mean, you know, by like, this like, think time, about it. Bradley Cooper was so goddamn big. I'm surprised he did it. They had to literally dump money into his driveway <laughs> at that time <laughs> to be like, you want to make uh, this awful film? Come on, please. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean now Bradley Cooper only makes like one film a year. I was gonna say, you know? I mean, th- but and this was, I remember yeah. I've heard them all talk about it, and they say it usually in a joking manner, knowing, you know, yeah, yeah, Hangover Three, I'm still getting paid for that today. It's nice, <laughs> but yeah. and I mean, but I mean, at the same time, Bradley Cooper I, at one point in his career, he was nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars, say. like I think four years in a row. You don't get that without the hangover, no. you know, and and so so why not be opportunistic? Why not make your money and why not continue to let your career thrive? Yeah, it's going to happen anyways, you know, like just t- like like take the money. It's right there, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, um, I'm not mad at anyone for this, but yeah. Uh, but yes, overall, uh, critically, it looks great. It sounds great. It's it was really well made, but the jokes weren't there. And it's a comedy fucking movie. So. I'm going to give this movie a 7.3 out of 10. I give wow. it a lot of points just for uh, the visuals and uh, just just how well it was made and just the star power involved and how they're able to humble themselves for a third time, even though they're just bazillionaires oh. at this point. Just a, bunch, just a bunch of millionaires talking to each other. Man, I'm, um, I'm, I'm so much more harsh. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, 7.3 out of 10, uh, that's, that's my score. What about you, Ryland? I'm like I said, I'm a little more stringent because do I appreciate them doing what they had to do to get that bag, that money, whatever you want to call it? Yes. Does it make it a good film? No. Like a 5.5. 5. 5.5 out of 10. 5.5. Um, Barely above average. You know, because I'm thinking the first film was in the, in the mid eights, low eights. Second films, mid sevens, low sevens. And then there's a really good drop off from the third. So I'm saying mid fives. I'm sorry. I wish it was in the mid sixes. If they would have just wrote a better script. Like I said, the dialogue, there's some funny points. But when Alan's riding down the road with the giraffe in the first 10 minutes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It really was like, no. For me. Like, and I can't, I, I'll, I'll take it maybe mid to third act, but when it's in the first 15 minutes, I'm already like, God dang it. For sure. For sure. No, no, no. I, 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 it, it impressed me the second time I watched it. 
uh, this is my second viewing. And I was like, I'm really impressed with the visuals and the sound and everything. I'm like, I mean, just the like, like it's it's like a Nickelback song. I was you know? gonna like, say, I, it, I, I didn't give, but a, it's like it's really well made. I mean, like, like I said, I was like, yes, this it had the poppy uh, 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 soundtrack of the time, but it still didn't slap like the first one, like the Kanye remix and or the Kanye montage and all that. And the first one is like pretty epic comedy movie, like realm right there. Like they really, really killed it in the first one. So drop to this, man. Bam, bam, bam. It's 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 literally one level, one one whole one whole point. <laughs> All right, guys. Well that that about wraps it up. I think we've talked enough, Ryland. Yeah. Um for our first episode of the new year. Um and so uh yeah, I don't think there's much more to say except for uh, it's always a good idea to have pride for more than one month. And in the in the immortal words of Abraham Lincoln, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. My name is Charlie Thompson. He's Rylan Johnson, and we have been spitting the real shit. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out, everyone. The only thing that's real. Is a whole life.